prisons are banning dictionaries to prevent inmate disruptions. An airline will allow cabin crew to display tattoos. And KFC in Australia swaps lettuce for cabbage because of a crisis. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm so grateful that you joined me today. Uh, I've chosen some weird news stories from around the world per usual, and I hope you hope you might learn something and be entertained. Okay, let's try it. A prison bans dictionaries in order to prevent inmate disruptions. Officials in prison systems across the United States have banned certain books as a way to prevent the flow of material that they say might incite violence. Seems understandable. Well, in Michigan, the ban has extended to several non-English language dictionaries. Over the last year, the Michigan Department of Corrections has banned dictionaries in Spanish and Swahili under claims that these books' contents are a threat to the state's penitentiaries. We have a quote here from Chris, who's a spokesperson for the Department of Corrections. If certain prisoners all decided to learn a very obscure language, they would be able to then speak freely in front of staff and others about introducing contraband or assaulting the staff or even assaulting one another. He's claiming that allowing prisoners to learn a language uh, other than English, it could encourage them to organize themselves without the knowledge of the staff. Yeah, but I mean, including Spanish in that... (laughs) You know, people speaking Spanish, are you like, whoa, what is this Spanish? What, what, what is this? Did you, what? <laughs> Come on. Who in the U.S. isn't like at least rudimentar- rudimentarily, is that a word? Rudimentarily familiar with some Spanish. I mean, you don't have security guards that, can, that are bilingual. <laughs> so many people in the U.S. speak Spanish. Swahili, on the other hand. All right. All right. You don't meet a lot of people speaking Swahili in the United States. That's for damn sure. Now, there's a further quote from this guy, Chris. When it's in a language that we don't have the ability to read ourselves and understand exactly what it is that we're looking at or looking for, we're not able to allow it in. But even Spanish, bro? Really? Okay. Says here, if staff is unable to find a translation, the book request is denied, and the book is placed under the list of banned books, even when these are in Spanish, which, if you don't know, it's the second most spoken language in American households, <laughs> which seems strange. Now, for someone named Rodolfo Rodriguez, getting books in his native Spanish language in the prison has been about learning how to communicate in English something he says he's been trying to do since his life sentence in 1993. Here's a quote from this guy Rodolfo, a prisoner. One feels offended. One feels like they are telling you that pure Spanish is actually worthless, that you don't need to learn because you'll just stay here. Because Rodolfo doesn't speak or write well in English, he says he's had a harder time navigating the legal process from prison. Seven books in in both Spanish and Swahili, have been banned from the Michigan State's prisons in the last year. Uh, This list was obtained through a Freedom of Information Act request. Uh, We have another prisoner in the story named Kwesi Osundar, who was born in Detroit and has been requesting books in Swahili since 2009. He says he's been wanting to learn more about the African diaspora. And uh, Swahili 
being one of the more widely spoken African languages, was the first choice for Kwesi. Uh, he says he's filed some grievances with the prison, uh, but these have never gone anywhere. Here's a quote from Kwesi. It's just there because they have to give us some form of process to seek administrative remedies, but very seldom does anybody get any relief at all. Now we got a guy named Paul Wright, who's the director of the Human Rights Defense Center and a former inmate. He's been dealing with censorship in prisons across the United States for two decades. While he was incarcerated, he founded the Prison Legal News, a publication that he's fought to keep from being censored. Here's a quote from him. Prison officials like to censor anything that's critical of themselves. And also they like to censor anything to do with minority anything. Now you're probably wondering... How are prisons allowed to ban books? Well, a 1989 Supreme Court ruling allows prisons to ban any book as long as it's in the interest of safety. And that's what they're saying here. They're, they're claiming that the inmates could all learn an obscure language and then communicate and then you know, get together and plot. And uh, their plots would not be able to be predicted or even understood by the staff. It's a, it's a legitimate concern. But at what cost? I mean, you have prisoners here trying to better themselves. And if you take away the tools that allow you to better yourself, I mean, how are you going to go on? Um, And if we're being honest, I mean, you think that's really going to happen? A bunch of prisoners are going to learn Swahili and then have an uprising? Don't they have signs that they use anyways? They have nonverbal signs in prisons that they use to communicate, from my understanding. That's what I've heard. I didn't spend enough time in jail to learn any any of those signs. I did learn spades, which is now a card game that I just absolutely love. Yeah, I learned spades in a prison in Wichita, Kansas. Oh, that'll be for another story, kids. What do you guys think, though? Should these books be banned in prisons? Uh, Call the show, 646-450-2012. Virgin Atlantic Air is allowing the cabin crew to display their tattoos. This is the first U.K. airline to allow cabin crew to show their tats. Uh, Virgin Atlantic is the leading carrier worldwide to do this. The airline announced the change in policy to its staff a month after it launched a branding campaign called Championing, 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 (laughs) public education, guys, Championing, I don't even know that was a word, Championing, Championing, I can't even say it. Championing individuality. Woo! All right. Hey, it's a guy in a closet. What do you want? And as the as the aviation industry scrambles to recruit more employees in key roles, as demand bounces back after the pandemic, um, this is great. Yeah, show your tats. That might even keep people from attacking you. <laughs> people are just hurling insults and fisticuffs. At the cabin crew these days, horrible behavior on these airlines, as I've covered many times on this show. I mean, cabin crew, uh, in some instances, were taught some sort of uh, like defense moves and uh, kung fu, I think. Yeah, didn't I do a story about that? I believe I did. Sir Branson's airline, Virgin, uh, in common with most carriers, has until now banned visible tattoos, only hiring staff who could conceal any ink work under their uniform. We have Estelle Hollingsworth, Virgin Atlantic's chief people officer. She's a chief people officer. Oh, that's fascinating. She said restrictions were being relaxed in line with with their focus on inclusion and champ... Oh, here's this word again. Championing? Championing individuality. I think I nailed it that time a little quicker. Here's a quote from Our Lady Estelle. 
Yes, at Virgin Atlantic, we want everyone to be themselves and know that they belong. Many people use tattoos to express their unique identities, and our customer-facing and uniform colleagues should not be excluded from doing so if they so choose. I have a tramp stamp, and I can't wait to show it around the office. <laughs> Look at my tramp stamp. Oh, you're jealous of my tramp stamp. It's a butterfly holding a sword. I'm just kidding with that last part. I made that up. I don't know if Estelle has tats. It doesn't say. Now, facial and neck tattoos are still going to remain banned for flight attendants. I think you should allow the face and neck tattoos. That'll really keep the customers behaved. <laughs> for now, although the airline is considering relaxing the rules at a later date, they may eventually allow face and neck tats. That would be a little weird to see this cabin crew with face tats. That would surprise me. Tattoos with swearing or that are deemed culturally inappropriate or those that refer to nudity, violence, drugs, or alcohol are strictly off-limits. Prison-style love-slash-hate-knuckle tattoos will also remain prohibited. Okay, so no, no knuckle tats on your cabin crew. Uh, Virgin Atlantic said crew who would benefit included those with full-arm tats who previously had to wear long-sleeve shirts instead of the standard short-sleeve version shirt while on duty. Others have concealed smaller tattoos with some makeup. Aeroplane tattoos are popular among the crew, they added. Oh, a lot of airplane tats. Uh, I'd imagine uh, bomb tattoos wouldn't be allowed, not too popular with your airline crew. Uh, we have someone named Josie Hopkins. Ooh, what's Josie up to? Let's find out what's going on in her life. She just completed her training as a cabin crew. Hey, congratulations, Josie. She listens to the pod, I'm sure. Josie's going to be allowed to have her tats on show when she makes her first flight next month. Oh, boy. Here's a quote from Josie. She's so excited. Having worked for another airline previously and other jobs where my tattoos have to be covered, it felt like I wasn't allowed to be myself. Damn straight, Josie. You be yourself. We have another cabin crew named Terry Nunn. He said that his tattoos were of London landmarks. When we have customers on board or visiting London for the first time, I like to share with them any tips, secrets on the best places to eat or see in the capital. Now I can show them my tattoos as well. I'm so pleased we have changed the policy to allow cabin crew to express our individuality. See, look at right here. This is O'Casey's Pub. It's my favorite place. I like to go there and get in fights and stuff, right? I show them that. You should go there and get into a fight if you're in London. Good times. Virgin Atlantic was one of the first airlines to relax strict makeup rules for cabin crew as well. Female crew were forced to wear makeup on duty until 2019 when it scrapped the rule and allowed them to wear trousers instead of a skirt if they chose. Hey, trousers, UK, drop this word. No one's saying trousers. What do you think? This is 1840 with your language, your archaic language. The embracing of body art reflects Virgin's latest branding campaign with advertising showing diverse passengers and crew to the soundtrack of I Am What I Am, including one with multiple tongue piercings, triggering the airport security. However, Virgin said such piercings would still not be allowed for the crew. Okay, so you can't have all those tongue piercings and work in the crew. But they're, they're making moves here to allow the employees to express their individuality. You know, And now you're going to have a cabin crew that kind of looks like your, your hairdresser or barber. You know, I noticed that uh, the more tats my barber has, the more they charge me, which I always thought that was strange. Now, of course, uh, one of the factors in allowing the employees to express themselves is staff shortages. So if you guys are looking for a job right now and you have some tats, 
Maybe apply to be a cabin crew. I recommend learning self-defense in addition to that because you're probably going to be attacked (laughs) eventually. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Kentucky Fried Chicken in Australia swaps out lettuce for cabbage Amid a crisis, oh, there's a lettuce crisis, fast food giant KFC has been forced to put cabbage in its burgers and its wraps in Australia as the country's struggling with a lettuce shortage. I had no idea. Not a, not a lot of lettuce. Down under. The firm told customers it is using a mixture of lettuce and cabbage after floods destroyed the lettuce crops. Oh, boy. I didn't know about these floods destroying the lettuce. Did you know that? This comes as shoppers in Australia have been hit with soaring prices for some fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah, we've all been experiencing these soaring prices for all of these commodities, to be honest with you. Inflation is real. Social media users have posted photos of lettuce costing over 10 Australian dollars, which is three times the usual price over there. On its website, KFC Australia said, let me try this terrible Australian accent, due to recent floods... In New South Wales and Queensland, we're currently experiencing a lettuce shortage. (laughs) So we're using a lettuce and cabbage blend on all our products containing lettuce until further notice. If it's not your bag, simply click customize on your chosen product and remove lettuce from the recipe. (laughs) How was that? Is that pretty good? Uh, This is not the first time this year that the company has been hit with a shortage of food items. In January, KFC Australia had to modify its menu due to a lack of its key ingredient, chicken. <laughs> yeah, chicken shortage. Ooh, tough times when KFC has to modify its menu and remove chicken, which is the reason that you go to KFC for the chicken. It doesn't say how they modified it. Perhaps they replaced chicken with some other fowl. Could you order pigeon and biscuits at that time? I'm wondering. Meanwhile, the world's biggest fast food company, McDonald's, suffered a shortage of chips in some of its Asian outlets, including those in Japan and Singapore, due to the global supply chain crisis. Like countries around the world, Australia has been hit by food supply chain issues caused by the war in Ukraine and the pandemic, of course. Australia's own food production has also been affected by extreme weather events, such as major flooding on the East Coast earlier this year. Wow, we're learning about Australian food shortages. Yeah, weird AF news. It's amazing. Well, thank you again for joining me for this episode of Weird AF News. This is the outro where I give thanks and praise and extra instructions on how you can help support the show, of course. You can always skip it if you feel like it. I know I know you don't have a lot of time, which is why I, you know, I appreciate you. And I try to make these episodes as short as possible. Uh, I want to up top say that we have a new patron. Yeah, someone joined the Patreon named James Mangan. So big shout out to James Mangan. Stepping up the game, supporting Weird AF News. That's right, bro. That's what's up. I'm going to put your name on the closet wall right here. James Mangan. You get up there. It's pretty cool, right? Also, you get that extra content, that extra weird crap that's in the Patreon that people seem to enjoy. I'm getting a lot of responses from that. It's a lovely thing to do for yourself and for your life, man, Um, and for the Weird AF News production company. It's not really, I don't really have a company, but maybe someday, I don't know, maybe someday I'll have employees. 
hard to talk people into working inside a small closet with you, though. Let's admit, people don't want to do that, especially in the summertime in L.A. Ugh, too hot in the closet. I tell you, I don't have uh, any air conditioning units inside the closet. Can't fit them. Can't fit them. I just uh, I'll put an ice cube on top of my head right next to my headphones and just it'll melt and come down my face. And then uh, that keeps me cool. You know, the ice cube melting on my face. <laughs> All right. I'm just making this shit up as I go along, as you know. If you guys want to join the Patreon and be cool like James Mangan, go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner or download the Patreon app. That's right. There's a damn app because there's a damn app for everything. And then do a search for Weird AF News. Support it that way. Or you could, if you don't have any ducats because of inflation and, you know, I mean, because there's not enough lettuce, maybe you're in the lettuce industry and you're just, times are tough for you, <laughs> then, uh, yeah, you can help out by telling somebody about this podcast. Yeah, just recommending it verbally. Or um, I guess you could write it down and hand somebody it, like a, like a love note, you know. Just write, listen to Weird AF News. I love you. And just hand it to them. That's pretty cool. Okay. I've, uh, I've taken this to a stupid place. Bye.